With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, the FBI wants you to keep an eye out, keep a lookout for violent homegrown extremists, and the first sign, the first thing that should tip you off, the toys. Check the toy box. Check the toys. If they got a Lego set that perhaps could create a, a uh, U.S. capital, those, that, that person's dangerous. Give them a call. Call the FBI. Uh, also, uh, Kamala Harris explains why certain people who live way out in the sticks, you know, those rubes, don't have, don't know how to make copies. They don't, they don't have a Kinko's, unlike you, who have a Kinko's right in your neighborhood, right? Also, a maid in Denver finds a whole cache of uh, weapons and explosives and may have saved uh, Denver, which is hosting the All-Star Game, which I'm not watching, a, uh, a serious uh, terrorist uh, incident. Um, a kid, a little punk, kid on his scooter throws the American flag to the ground this weekend while people in Cuba are rising up and waving the American flag. What is wrong with this picture? And Maria Taylor is perfectly average and she may get 8 million bucks. And for that, I tip my Shea concrete hat. We'll get into all that and more on today's Callahan podcast brought to you by DCU. Do you love your car, but hate your car payment? Well, that's no problem. You, you can refinance your car today with DCU, and they can help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term, the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance, insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Alice Shattuck is here. Alice she lives out in the sticks, and she knows how to make photocopies. That's how amazing she is. Let's do this, Alice. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, I didn't, when I first got, when I first saw the uh, tweet from the FBI encouraging, you know, good Americans like me to, uh, to rat out their friends and neighbors if we see anything you know, extremist. I mean, if I see, I've, I've been looking to see if any of my neighbors flies the American flag, like not on Flag Day or Fourth of July. I'm making the call. I got the number, got it 
punch it in my phone. I'm ready. Anyone with a red hat? I mean, it doesn't have to say make America. Any, just red hats. They make me nervous. I don't like those people. I'm calling the FBI. And I know the FBI is on my side and they're ready to take action. They don't mess around. Um, and I I got to be honest here. I have Alice Shattuck here with me today. And I'm thinking of uh, dropping a dime because I hear that you guys have Legos. You have Legos. And uh, sometimes I, I heard that uh, there was one in the shape of... Uh, of uh, the White House, did you do that? Did you make a, a White House Lego set? Mm -hmm. We have the White House. We have the Eiffel Tower. You have the Eiffel Tower. That's it. That's it. I'm calling the FBI. Um, and we have Hogwarts I, Castle from Harry Potter. We have all kinds of that's Lego. Definitely, that's just, that's uh, that's the a dead giveaway of a perhaps a homegrown extremist. If you have, uh, um, I heard you have. Um, Leg, you have Lincoln Logs assembled like uh, the town hall out there in uh, mm -hmm. in in your little small rural town. So uh, these are the kind of things I'm looking out for. My radar's up, and I'm ready to help the Federal Bureau of Investigation because God knows, God knows they have uh, my best interest in mind, and they have uh, they have they they are here to protect the country against potential um, Lego. Um, crimes against, I, I don't know what, crimes against the, the state? Is that what we're looking for? People, who uh, extremists who take Lego sets and build simulations of potential terrorist uh, targets. And I've heard, I've heard that's one of the things the Shattuck's do uh, in their house, uh, in their, uh, in their farm, on the ranch, on the ranch with the chickens. The other thing that the Shattuck's don't do in their home out there in the sticks they don't know how to make copies. You guys don't make it make I mean, you don't. Yeah. I know you guys get to vote. You don't have to show an ID because you don't have an ID because you are rubes who live out in the wilderness with the goats and the chickens and your 27 kids. You people are the problem. You people who don't know how to make a copy of your ID. I don't even think you have IDs. Do you? I've asked. No, we don't know how to get them. How yeah. do you get them? I don't That's know. A good question. You know what you do here in the, uh, in the city, a uh, city folk, mm -hmm. you know, what we do, Alice, what we, do go to do? we go to Kinko's. We go to Kinko's. Oh, which is not easy. Kinko's? It's not easy to do since Kinko's has been out of business for like a decade. But, you know, in the city, we're pretty resourceful. So we find those kind of those rogue uh, outlaw Kinko's that are still open. Uh, you didn't know there were any of those. But we go to Kinko's and we make a copy of our ID just in case, you know, when we vote. Uh, they mm -hmm. ask us for an ID, which offends me because when someone asks me for an ID, I feel like I'm back in, I don't know, the 1870s. I feel like we have, it's almost like separate water fountains, separate lunch counters. What it's, it's practically the same thing. Can I see your ID to vote? I feel like you're saying uh, no white people here. You guys, this is, this is the, uh, this is the black person's line to vote. You're over at the white. What's the difference? It really is offensive to me and tonight to, uh, tomorrow night is the uh, major league baseball all-star game and i encourage all fans especially you know new people in denver to go there'll be tickets at will call just go and say i want my will call tickets and if they ask for an id just say you racist you clansmen do not give in do we know asking for id is racist we know it's a discrimination against people who live in the in the 
in the rural counties. People live out in the woods. So why should Major League Baseball, which pulled the All-Star game out of Atlanta um, a couple months ago, like 10 minutes after some uh, someone screamed that Atlanta's new voting and Georgia's new voting laws are Jim Crow on steroids. They pulled the game out. It's tomorrow night in Denver. I will not be watching. It's going to test me because I kind of like the All-Star game. I will not be watching. Screw Major League Baseball. Keep in mind what they did. They screwed over the people of uh, Atlanta. Um, they took $100 million of business, 8,000 hotel rooms, pulled them out because, I don't know, because they were so afraid of the mob. MLB is so gutless. Major League, we, we knew the NBA was bad. You know, we know that uh, a number of, uh, you know, call it the NCAA. We know that they're all living in fear of the woke mob. This was the worst. This was the worst example of a major sports league bowing quickly, cowering quickly, just giving in and moving the game. And, you know, we found out or we learned moments later that Denver's or Colorado's voting laws are more restrictive than Georgia's. Delaware's are more restrictive than Georgia's. New York, more. Massachusetts, all these states, these deep blue states, they, many of them have fewer early voting days. Many have more restrictive uh, uh, mail-in ballot rule laws. Many of them have uh, uh, fewer hours to vote. What Georgia did was perfectly appropriate. They got through COVID, got through the you know the COVID rules, which the Democrats used to to get more people to vote. They get through that, and they just said, "Okay, we're going to have voter ID. We're going to have we're going to have a rule that you can't bribe people in line with." you know, Subway sandwiches and and and, and, and ice-cold uh, lemonade to get them to vote. If you're a partisan, you can't do that. So they made a law, and the people who are against that law knew the president of the United States would lie on their behalf. He knew, they knew he would fan the flames of racial tension because that's what he does. And obviously all of his surrogates in the media carried his water, did the same thing. It was disgusting. I hope people remember that tomorrow when they're flipping around do not watch the Major League Major League Baseball All-Star Game. What they did to Georgia, which, by the way, is like like Atlanta, like 51% black, African-American. Denver, 9%. So they screwed over black-owned small businesses to cater to take a knee before the woke mob, the woke mob on Twitter and the woke mob on CNN or MSNBC or New York Times. What Major League Baseball did to the black-owned businesses in Georgia was and is disgusting, and I hope people remember that tomorrow night. I decided, Alice Shattuck, I decided I know who I'm rooting for in this mm -hmm. all-star game. You know who I'm rooting for? The the group called the Job Creation Network. That's a, a conservative organization in Georgia who is suing Major League Baseball for what they did. I'm rooting for them. I'm rooting against Major League Baseball. That's my call on the, during this all-star week the idea that they're going to have a game in denver and everyone's going to celebrate and have a good time because people in georgia want to look at an id before you vote want to stop voter fraud that's it they didn't do anything racist it's absurd it's offensive to even say that's racist most black people most minorities uh, support voter id most people it's like 80 something percent support voter id laws I that's think even Stacey Abrams supports them now. That's she right. told us she, the other day that nobody is against photo ID laws, actually. 
that that's a good point. She flip flopped. And uh, now she, the, you know, the rightful governor of Georgia, who's never, who's never conceded, by the way, who's uh, maintained that it was fraudulent. No one ever, you know, banned her from Twitter. No one ever screamed about uh, the big lie when Stacey Abrams lost by what was it like 45,000, 50,000 votes lost mm -hmm. in a route. Uh, you know, I didn't really care at the time, but it wasn't close. It wasn't uh, questioned. It wasn't corrupt. She lost and still won't concede. But you know what happened? They look at those internal polls and they look at the numbers and they say, holy crap, I can't <laughs> make a case for uh, having no voter ID, for not demanding a vote, for not requiring an ID. Go ahead. Try to make the case. Here's, what's, here's what happens when you try to make the case against voter ID laws, you end up looking like a damn fool, which is what happened with Kamala Harris over the weekend. I'm not even sure was, was major league baseball mentioned in this interview she did with BET. I, I missed it live. I just saw the, the, the cut where she's addressing voter ID laws and why she's against them or why Democrats are against them. This, you can't do this. You can't make a case, an articulate case, a convincing case against showing ID. Everyone believes you should show ID. The only reason you don't want to show an ID is to promote fraud, to make it easier to cheat. Everybody knows that. Unless you're a total moron, everyone knows it. So Kamala Harris goes and does an interview with uh, BET. And tell me this. Has she ever done an interview, Alice, that is not completely cringy, that doesn't make you just go, oh, roll your eyes? She is the most inauthentic that's i'm going to be gentle i'm going to be nice the most inauthentic politician she makes liz warren look real look honest look genuine everything she does is just fake and cringy and ugh. i'm not just talking about the laugh the cackle she can't give a straight answer without making it seem like she's doesn't believe a word of what she's saying this this is why a friend of mine who's a big right winger and really an optimist. He thinks, Oh, we're going to, we're going to win back the house. We're going to win back. We're going to get, you know, this is temporary. This, this insanity in this country, this whole woke culture. And, um, the one thing he says that should give us all hope is this is the candidate for in 2024, this fake phony, cringy woman. And I don't know whether she'll be going against Trump or DeSantis or whoever, but can you imagine a, what a year and a half the campaign lasts with this woman on the stump every day, she would be stepping in it so often and people will be so turned off. There's no way she can go in 2024 against, and I know she'll be the president. She's, she will be the 47th president and we'll get to that. That's coming. There's no way she could go toe to toe with a Ron DeSantis or certainly a Donald Trump, unless he, you know, loses it um, in a debate or just in dueling press conferences or rallies. She doesn't do anything in public, in front of the cameras, in front of the media, in front of people that doesn't make you just cringe. It is amazing that she is going to be our next president. It is amazing that Joe Biden picked her knowing that she was rejected completely by Democrat voters. She didn't even make it to the first primary. She didn't get a vote. She didn't get a vote. She was out of the running in the primary before California voted her only before New Hampshire, before Iowa. 
because <laughs> she was trailing Liz Warren among black voters. She was trailing Liz Warren and uh, Andrew Yang in California, her home state. She didn't want to get there and, and be on the ballot when the voting took place because she would have get trounced. She managed to maintain her, her viability as a candidate by pulling out of the race and then gets picked for two reasons, because her parents or grandparents are from Jamaica and from Southeast Asia and because she doesn't have a penis. Those are the two qualifications she met and she was picked as vice president and she will soon, sooner or later, be president. But let's hear Kamala explain to the reporter from Black Entertainment Television, BET, why you need, you, you can't have voter IT requirements, why certain people in certain places don't have, you know, the resources or the intellect to get a voter ID to bring to the polls. People are talking about potential compromises. Mm -hmm. Is agreeing to voter ID one of those compromises that you'd support? I don't think that we should underestimate what that could mean. Because in some people's mind, that means, well, you're going to have to um, Xerox or, or, or photocopy your ID to send it in to prove you are who you are. Well, there are a whole lot of people, especially people who live in rural communities, who don't, there's no Kinko's, there's no Office Max near them. People have to understand that when we're talking about voter ID laws, be clear about who you have in mind and what would be required of them to prove who they are. Of course people have to prove who they are but not in a way that makes it, them, it almost impossible for them to prove who they are. <laughs> that is amazing. That is such a losing issue when you think about it, that, that there's nobody, I don't care, black, white, Asian, there's nobody, rural, city, who says, you know, she's got a point. You know, I understand now. I understand that, um, yep, I... I uh, I typed in Kinkos. There's no Kinkos. Typed in Kinkos. I mean, even there's a there's a blockbuster, you know. There's a blockbuster there in Alaska. There's one. I'm oh. not even sure what they give you. I guess DVDs, but maybe they people just go for the popcorn or something. But there's a um, one blockbuster. There's no Kinkos, but there's nobody sitting there going, you know, that's a good point. The people who live in the rural counties or you know, West Virginia or uh, you know Massachusetts out there in the sticks and on their ranches, on their farms, can't get a photocopy of the ID. How stupid is that? It just, it's just tone deaf. There is no way you think you're reaching anybody who's going to be sympathetic or supportive and say, you know, she's right. Asking people for an ID when they vote is discriminating against the rubes, against the hicks, the hillbillies. Those people, the hicks, the hillbillies, first of all, they're they're Trump supporters. <laughs> they you know Trump won West Virginia by 43 points over Hillary Clinton. He won uh, over uh, Joe Biden by 39 points. Those hicks she's talking about, that not only can they make copies, but when they do, they do it uh, for the sole purpose of voting against her. That's that's uh, she, she's she's lying. She wants the people in inner cities who don't uh, care about voting. She, you want to be able to facilitate fraud on a mass scale because that might be her only chance. But if we 
we have we you you got to. She looks says it with a straight face too. By the way, Soledad O'Brien, the single most radical wokest uh, member of the media. I shouldn't say that because you have Joy Reid still out there, but one of the craziest, most radical left wing reporters, just an absolute activist and extremist on the air trying to help Kamala, trying to give Kamala, you know, the foot massage, not to make her uncomfortable, but make her defend not asking for ID is asking her to do the impossible. There, they That is, she knows it. So that O'Brien knows it. So does Stacey Abrams. They know it's such a losing issue that they will concede and they will have to find another, another front for their, for their war here, but they, they can't make a case against voter ID and, and again, even in the states that require it, I mean, I think the Georgia law, one of the ways if you're voting by mail that you can, you know, quote unquote, show ID is you can write the last four digits of your social on the ballot. Is that right? That's, and, that's how you prove who, the way, you are, who you say you are. If you can't do that, like, I don't, I don't know. Is, when you think of it, the irony is the most racist stance, the most racist uh, uh, policy would be saying you can't have voter ID because minorities aren't smart enough or resourceful enough to get an ID. If you're against voter ID laws, you're a racist. And I'm dead serious. You you think, I mean, I realize they're, they're more cynical than that. They, they know everyone can get an ID, but they just want, I mean, this would shut off one of their, one of their options where you can have people voting for other people. You could have voter uh, mail-in ballots that don't have to have, a verified signature. I mean, they know that's the purpose or for this, but they don't, you can't admit it. So when you think about it, if you took it on, if you took them um, seriously and gave them the benefit of the doubt, said you're not up to anything here, you're not trying to facilitate fraud, you just don't think black people or Hispanic people know how to get a photo ID. Think of how racist that is. You know, sure, oh, you white people, you all know where the registry of motor vehicles is. You know where the town hall is. You know you can get a, a voter ID. But consider that, you know, the black folks out there, they, I mean, that is absurd on its face. And it's, it's impossible to defend. And I look forward to Kamala, cringy Kamala, attempting to defend uh, this idiotic policy. And I look forward to people calling out like Major League Baseball, which requires voter ID, or the major airlines. Remember, they were upset, too. You had the major airlines. You had Coca-Cola. They were all upset. All the big woke corporations were upset, all of which, at some point, require an ID. You think if you go in the CNN headquarters in Atlanta, you don't have to show an ID. You just don't walk in and say, hey, I'm here to visit you know, Ted Turner or whoever. I'm here to visit Don Lemon. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure you got to show an ID. You know, you go to the headquarters, the world headquarters of Coca-Cola, which has sadly become one of these super woke corporations. Uh, you know, they used to provide free Coca-Cola for the troops on the front lines. Now they probably give it to bring it to Antifa when they're burning down cities. But you think you can just walk in the headquarters of, uh, of Coca-Cola without an ID? These people are hypocrites and liars, and they know there's nothing racist about it and the biggest liar in them all was joe biden who stood up there you know days after uh, georgia passed the new voter id laws and said it's jim crow on steroids what did he say it's jim eagle i had i saw this cut the other day this weekend the, the biden clip when he called the voter laws jim eagle and my son is asking me what does that mean and i go 
I try to explain it. It's so stupid. This is the president making a, such a juvenile analogy. And first of all, it doesn't even make sense. You know, like Jim Eagle is supposed to be bigger or worse than Jim Crow. Is that the, is that the point he's making? I guess so. Yeah, he said that that the Georgia law makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle, which okay, is backwards well, anyway. But right, that's the, the, he's he's he meant the opposite, right? Right, right. He meant that this is Jim Eagle, but that's how he but said the it. Eagles right? are eagles are bigger than crows, right? They're certainly mm -hmm. more majestic. Whatever. So he wants you to think that a law that goes from like you know whatever it was twenty early voting days to seventeen. Or a mm -hmm. law that says, you know, uh, campaign staffers or volunteers can't bribe voters with with food and drink. Or a law that says you need to show your ID to prove that's who you are, to exercise your vote or your right. That law is worse than a law that said we had to have separate classrooms and separate lunch counters and separate water fountains. The Jim Crow laws aren't as bad, according to the president who lies so casually and comfortably about this. And when you think about it, he's lying to create, to, 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 uh, to make worse racial tensions by saying them white folks in the in state house are making laws to keep you know, the, their black uh, citizens from voting. It's absurd, and yet he does it. it should, you should be held accountable when you lie like that about something so serious, when you you're branding, you're you're slandering, you know, the governor and the, and the anyone in the legislature in the state as racist for wanting to show an ID, it's so absurd. Any decent report, any decent journalist, and there aren't many, or any decent citizen would say that is disgusting. It's despicable what Joe da Joe Biden did. Can you find that cut, the Jim Eagle? Because it didn't even dawn on me till I heard it this weekend and said. He doesn't even have that right. It's stupid to begin with, but it's making Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. At first, does he know that Jim Crow is not a bird? Does he know it's not, it's actually a person? It's not a, it's just a name that it's not, he's not talking about the actual bird, you idiot. <laughs> but, but I, I think everyone will reject that out of hand the idea that uh that it's it's racist to ask for an id every i try to show my id when i vote I'll, I'll like would you like to see this and it just makes me laugh when they say no 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 we're good yeah we, we you, you know you can vote you don't need to show an id it's like why not why not ask everyone for id it makes all the sense in the world and god knows you would uh you don't want the 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 cloud of suspicion over of an election. So why not say, yeah, everyone showed an ID before they could vote. But anyway, that was uh, the latest from Kamala, who cannot do an interview without stepping in it, without making the whole world cringe. Over the weekend, Dick Morris, I don't follow, I don't, you don't see much of Dick Morris anymore. Remember he used to be on, on uh, Fox News all the time. I don't know what happened with that. I know he's a creep. Uh, I think he's on Newsmax occasionally, but uh, he tweeted over the weekend that his his sources his sources tell him that Joe Biden is afraid of Kamala. He's afraid that she will try to uh, use the Twenty Fifth Amendment to get him out of office. And you know what? There'll be a lot of support when that day comes. I mean, it's coming, and Kamala will be working the back channels. She won't be out front saying this guy is obviously not fit for office. But 
you know, we'll say it. People in the media will say it. Uh, observers, you know, re Republicans will certainly say it. And she'll just quietly nod and say, you know, whatever. I'll do whatever it takes, you know, for the good of the country. But that's coming. When you think about it, we're only six months in to uh, Joe Biden's administration. And it's like a, not a day that goes by where you don't watch one of these uh, press conferences or public appearances or like that when he was in that restaurant and they asked about Russia and he had to check his notes the other day. He had to pull a notes out of his sport coat like pocket to answer some question from a hostess or whatever she was at a restaurant. He couldn't just talk to her like a person. And then he introduced, I forget who it was, one of his cabinet members, couldn't remember his name, couldn't looked over, had a teleprompter and everything, just couldn't remember. It was so uncomfortable, but that's a daily thing now for, uh, for Joe Biden. And it's going to get worse, as I've said many, many times. And there's going to be a day where uh, Kamala Harris is just quietly sitting there smiling and knowing that all the Republicans and much in the media and a lot of the people are saying he can't do it anymore. Time to make the switch. Time to make Kamala our 47th president. And then we'll be done with this uncomfortable era where we have a man struggling, struggling, struggling cognitively. To, right. Uh, I mean, I think his team is probably worried because she's so incompetent. They're constantly mad at her for the bad press she's getting. There were rumors they were furious true. with her over the Guatemala disaster where she wasn't somehow prepared for the question of why she wasn't at the border. She acted like she'd never even thought of such a thing. And then, you know, his team's probably freaking out because they're like, this guy gets worse every day. And the only other option we have is this person who's, if possible, worse. It is amazing that, I mean, everyone knew Joe was not in it for the long haul. At best, he would be a one-term president. And at worst, we'd be sitting here six months in saying he can't do it. Um, and yet he still picked her. He still picked her. And maybe it was protection for him because everyone looks at her and says, we can't, you know, we can't do it. We can't go through this. Um, uh, you know, we can't have her as the face of the party. We can't have her as president. She, she, she can't do it. But then what do you do? They're stuck. She's, she's our next president. There's no question about it. It's going to be, uh, it's going to be brutal, but it'll be it'll be over in 2024. And there's no way that she she couldn't beat anybody. Forget you know, DeSantis. I can't even think of the worst you know Republican candidate. You know uh, uh, Mitt Romney. She couldn't beat anybody. It's 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 going to be wild when she's uh, when she's in charge. But I mean when she's you know the candidate. Yeah, but what? I have the Jim Eagle cut here. This was his first big solo press conference that we acted was the Academy, like it was the Academy Awards. The fact that he did a press conference all by himself. He had the questions prepared in front of him with the names of the reporters and who that's to call right. on. And he just barely struggled over the finish line of that. But that's when he did the Jim Eagle thing. This was his big moment here. One, trying to figure out how to pass the legislation passed by the House. Number one. Number two, educating the American public. The Republican voters I know find this despicable. Republican voters. The folks out in the outside this White House. I'm not talking about the, the elected officials. I'm talking about voters. Voters. And so I'm convinced 
that we'll be able to stop this because it is the most pernicious thing. This makes Jim Crow look like Jim Eagle. So he's saying it makes Jim Crow look better, like not as bad, not as pernicious. Is that, I mean, it's just so, this is a, you're right, prepared remarks, teleprompter on. This was three months ago where he wasn't quite as inept as he is now. And it's still uncomfortable. It's still so cringy. He thinks it's worse. I, I don't want to do this again. He thinks it's worse to say we need a voter ID. We're going to limit uh, early voting to whatever it is, 17 days. That's worse than saying, you know, whites only. <laughs> it's just despicable. It's just despicable and stupid and uh, and wrong. It's just so wrong. But, uh, but whatever. Uh, he, You know, he... he just he'll do whatever it takes. I mean, he he wants real racial division. That's what he wants. That's what uh, his party wants. They want real racial tensions in this country, and they'll do whatever it takes to uh, to fan those flames. But uh, again, tonight, I mean, sorry, tonight's a home run derby, Alice. I know you knew that. Tomorrow's the big game, and uh, I'll be uh, I'll be finding something else to watch. Back to the. Um, Back to the FBI and the Lego set. Uh, the, we, I've talked about this like almost every day for months now. And it amazes me the reaction I get. Because I'll tweet about Viking Man or some of the other uh, January 6th insurrectionists who are still in solitary confinement, who still aren't. There is no bail. There are no formal uh, ch charges. There are no formal. They, they don't get their day in court, which I thought was... Uh, a constitutional right, a speedy trial. And there's and every day there'll be a story about someone, a murderer, someone, a child molester who gets out on bail. But the guy, you know, the grandmother who or the grandfather who took a selfie in the lobby of the Capitol, who's let in by the cops, that person's still in solitary. The, the rapist, murderer, whatever, they make bail. Uh, anyway, um, the FBI sent out a tweet over the weekend that is really disgusting. And it amazes me the reaction I get from things like this, uh, like the reaction from um, uh, uh, the, the like. I'll make a, a I'll I'll tweet about Viking Man, how ridiculous it is he's still in jail, or the, you know I'll retweet Julie Kelly from American Greatness who writes about this every day, and how these people don't have bail, won't get bailed, they've lost their businesses, have lost their jobs, they haven't seen the light of day in six months, and invariably I get you know. A bunch of tweets saying screw them you know then you know they 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 tried to overthrow the government which is comical i can't believe people actually believe that people believe to this day that brian sicknick was murdered by the insurrectionists one reason is because our own president lies about it he goes in front of the world in switzerland and lies about it says these this mob killed a cop which they did not the only person murdered that day as we all know anyone who's paying attention uh is um was ashley babbitt we know that that's uh, a fact shot by a cop. They're protecting his identity. The rumors over the weekend was that he was a, he worked for a powerful Democrat on in the Senate. The rumor was Chuck Schumer, but we'll see if anything comes of that. Um, certain websites have identified him um, and, and he's had some issues in the past and hopefully someday the truth comes out. But anyway, I'll tweet anything about January 6th and it'll just be one after another. Say, screw them. You know, they, they, you know, they, they're worse than Antifa. They wanted to lynch Mike Pence and just 
people buy into this narrative like we almost lost our country that day. It was a regrettable day. It was awful what they did. I talked about it for weeks, what what an idiot Viking man is and what, what fools these guys who were wrestling with the cops and pushing and breaking in windows. I mean, they deserve to be punished. But the idea that you, you must sit in solitary because you went against the regime should offend everybody. Just like this tweet from the FBI should offend everybody. I can't believe that people see something like this and don't find it disgusting. This is from the Federal Bureau of Investigation. I will read it. Family members. This is the first line. Family members and peers are often best positioned to witness signs of mobilization to violence, help prevent homegrown violent extremism. Visit gov whatever, gov to learn how to spot suspicious behavior and report them to the FBI. And they have this weird diagram. I don't even know what that, what the first one I think is at the airport, but what are the other, what are those diagrams of? It's just these, these nameless, faceless figures of people uh, doing extremist things. The second diagram, the guy's sitting on a computer. So you're supposed to look and see if your family members are visiting, you know, extremist websites or thinking or whatever, buying guns and call the FBI, the FBI. And you know what happens if you do call them? They'll question the person and they'll let them go. And then that person will shoot up a supermarket three days later. And the FBI will say, wow, you know, we were aware of that person. The FBI has been aware of every mass shooter, every terrorist, homegrown terrorist uh, in, in, in uh, the last few years. Every time there's like the supermarket in Colorado, three days later, oh, yeah, the FBI was aware of him. The FBI uh, questioned him. Um, uh, Mateen, Omar Mateen at the Pulse nightclub killed 49 people. Um, and Joe Biden still says, you know, it was a hate crime against gays and lesbians. Oh, gays. Uh, uh, it wasn't. Joe Biden knows it. Joe Biden lies about it, just like many Democrats lie about it. They know that Omar Mateen did not even know it was a gay nightclub. He uh, was just, he wanted to go to Disney first. And he ended up, I think they had too much security. So he ended up going to the Pulse nightclub, finding a place that, you know, was a lot of unarmed people and, and shooting 49 people. He actually asked someone in the club, why are there no women here? <laughs> he asked someone that. He didn't know it was a gay nightclub, but he knew it was a bunch of people and he killed a bunch of people. And uh, the FBI knew about him. The FBI questioned him. Um, but this, uh, this doesn't bother everybody. I guarantee you, I'll get tweets today saying, you know, what's wrong with the FBI trying to get find, uh, you know, violent extremists? You are literally asking family members to rat out their, 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 you know, whatever, brother, sisters, mother, father. It's right out of the, you know, that's, you know, when I was a kid, we learned history. We learned about the Soviet Union. That's what they told you, that they got the kids to turn on their parents and brothers to turn on their sisters. That's how it starts. That's what they, you know, doing. That's what they're doing in Cuba today. They're trying to find people to uh, name, identify, you know, the people leading the, the uprising in Cuba. That's what commies do. And our FBI, I realize, is corrupt. We all know the FBI is corrupt. But literally asking family members to, you know, look over your, your kid's shoulder, see what website he's on, or see if, who he's communicating with. And if you have any suspicious suspicions call the fbi and we'll come knock at your door and we'll take them in that's just so you know un-american and it should bother everybody and it bothers me that it doesn't it bothers me 
that people think that's perfectly appropriate. And the, um, you know what people, you know what else people think is per, per, perfectly appropriate, Alice, is confiscating a insurrectionist's toys. <laughs> An insurrectionist who had a Lego game. And by the way, we learned over the weekend, it wasn't even assembled. It was in the box. They had a Lego set where you were, where you could like take it out of the box and make a U.S. capital out of Legos. It's a very high-end Lego game. It costs like $300. Do you have one of these at, at the uh, Shattuck Ranch? Cavanaugh, we're not quite up to the $300 level <laughs> or, or Lego sets yet. <laughs> That's how out of touch I am. I did not know Lego sets went for $300. I did not realize. Oh, they're expensive. The Star Wars ones are crazy. Oh, Christ. There's, now, those people, I would have no problem uh, calling on the FBI, the Star Wars people, but Tell me this, is it an adult thing or a child thing to make the capital out of Legos? Um, it can be both. Adults do do Lego sets now. I mean, it has to be because I don't know who would spend that kind of money on one for their kid. There was a Harry Potter one that uh, I saw an, an acquaintance on Facebook get for their kids for Christmas. And I looked it up and it was $700. <laughs> Jesus. $700 for a Harry Potter Lego set. Now, right. That if down that's someone I would call the FBI on a grown person, a grown up, like take up a whole table, you know, their kitchen table and build a, a Hogwarts. That's mm -hmm. a creepy, that's a questionable character. So I would mind uh, uh, ratting that person out. But they confiscated the Lego set as evidence. Now, are they going to go into court and like say, this little Lego man? He's a bad guy. He was going in the Capitol and see this man. This is Mike Pence. He was going to take Mike Pence and he was going to take him outside and put a little noose around and hang him. And then he was going to kill all the, the, the Congress people and he was going to take over the world. I mean, they're going to do that in court. Introduce as evidence a toy, a toy Capitol uh, uh, Hill Lego set. They're going to introduce that. That our, our FBI, forget corrupt. They've just lost their minds. If they is this the kind of thing and i'm not sure how many trials we're going to have they're going to give they've already scared the crap out of everyone who's arrested on january 6th they know they're looking at real hard time so they're going to be ready to plea to you know to, to get out or to just you know get out of solitary you know plea to this felony we'll let you out of solitary into general population um and uh i'm curious to see what else they've confiscated if, if they're confiscating toys I assume that means they're they're grabbing everything and they're going to try to make a case against everyone. And they've uh, uh, approved $6.1 million for a database on the insurrectionists of January 6th. No database for Antifa or BLM, which rioted for over a year, uh, continues to riot. And, you know, occasionally they get arrested right, right back out on the streets to riot again. But if you walked into the Capitol, if you walked in when the cop opened the door and let you in, you might still be in solitary. It's incredible. And uh, it's going to get worse. I mean, they're still rounding up people. They're still asking for help. Uh, and uh, we haven't even got to the point where, you know, they are sentenced to real long, hard sentences. And, uh, uh, it's, and it, you know, I don't know how it's going to, it's going to be part. They want it to be part of the campaign in 2022. They want, you know, they Republicans won't denounce this this insurrection. They support these terrorists. They want to hang on to this since Trump is essentially gone, and the white supremacist narrative didn't really work. So they're going to go with the insurrectionists and the Republicans supporting the insurrectionists. They just put out 
I forget what group it is, a new video today, kind of making the case that Trump was responsible for it and using his words and showing the rioting. You know what? I think the most logical explanation for it was these people watched, or I shouldn't say logical. It's a, it's an explanation for it. The people on January 6th spent the better part of a year, I guess, nine months watching the news, watching you know, Fox News probably, but watching online and just seeing violence every night in Minneapolis and Seattle and Kenosha and New York, everywhere. Buildings trash, you know, glass broken, cop cars burned, people getting bashed in the head with, with bricks and bats and kick. And they just saw it every night. And they thought, you know, this is what this is how it works now. You get violent, you get crazy, you kick in doors, you kick in windows. And they knew that the people doing it for the last nine months didn't really pay a price. They knew our own vice president was bailing them out. You know, they knew that this was an acceptable form of protest. And they did it thinking, you know, we're like them. We're going to get a slap on the wrist. We're going to get a little fine maybe. Or if we get any punishment at all, we're not going to go to prison. We're not going to lose our livelihood, our business, our job. They, they miscalculated. They didn't know what a serious offense it was to go against the new regime, the newly installed regime. And they're finding out now. And now they're having their toys, their toys confiscated. So, and I wish, I wish everyone would react to that FBI tweet or that FBI directive like I do or you do. Just say this is insane. They're literally asking people to snoop on their friends and neighbors and call them if they're suspicious. By the way, just don't call them if you're suspicious about a Islamic extremist, because then, then. You are the bigot. You, I mean, that's the, the San, Fernan, San, Fernan, San Fernando shooters. Their neighbors were suspicious, and they, the one neighbor literally said, I didn't want to call the authorities because I didn't want to be called an Islamophobe or a bigot. Well, right. That's how you end up on the list as an extremist, that's is true. if you call and report somebody for being a, an Islamic terrorist. That's true. We'll Even raises a good list. point on Facebook, too. He says, yep, defund all the state and local police, but not the FBI. They're the media's woke police 24-7. Just such a great point. Like, all the, all the police, the local police who, you know, keep people from robbing you or killing you, those police, no. But the FBI, who's seems to have like never caught anyone before they commit the crime. No, they, they, when they, after they're done killing people, they know all about them. They, oh, they were, they were on their radar, you know, Omar Mateen, mm-hmm. all these, uh, the, the guy in the grocery store, they, they were on their radar. All right, let's do shake concrete. First, I want to tell you about another job fair. Shake concrete is an awesome place to work. As I've told you, a great company. They got places, plants all over New England. But they have a job fair this Wednesday, July 14th, all day, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. If you got a job and you're heading there in the morning, you can stop by Shea before you go to work at 6 a.m. And they'll be doing it all the way to 4 p.m. They're going to have people there, and you can tell you about all the job openings openings they got. And maybe one is good for you. This is a good company, a good place to work. Check them out. That is Wednesday, July 14th, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. at their big Amesbury headquarters. And uh, while you're there, you can talk to them about their precast concrete steps. If you're a homeowner or a home builder, you should know about this. Whether you're building a new home or you got one already and you want new staircase, a new staircase, Shea has great values with designs for any home available in concrete, or you can customize with beautiful stone, granite, or brick. A new staircase 
can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home. In most cases, they can remove your old stairs and have you walking up your new front steps within hours. Your house looks better, and it's worth more just like that. All you need is some new precast concrete steps. You can learn all about them at shakeconcrete.com, and you can learn about all the jobs they got at their job fair this Wednesday, July 14th, 6 a.m. to 4 p.m. in Amesbury. We all want to make sure our families are protected in a medical emergency. What many of us don't realize is that health insurance won't always cover the full amount of an emergency medical flight. Even with comprehensive coverage, you could get hit with high deductibles and co-pays. That's why an Air MedCare Network membership is so important. As a member, if an emergency arises, you won't see a bill for air medical transport when flown by an AMCN provider. Best of all, a membership covers your entire household for as little as $85 a year. AMCN providers are called upon to transport more than 100,000 patients per year. This is coverage no family should be without. Now, as a listener to my show, you'll get up to a $50 e-gift card with new membership. Simply visit airmedcarenetwork.com slash Jerry and use your offer code. That's Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y. I tell you who and we're going to find this out probably today. If you missed the story over the weekend, a maid, a hotel maid in Denver identified authorities when she found a room, a hotel room that she was in there to clean. Uh, and, and, and does anyone more, is there anyone you feel have more sympathy for than hotel maids? Their job is so tough and sucks so much that I hope this maid gets honored because she called the authorities when she found a major cache of weapons and uh, explosives. And I got the details right here. 16 long guns. I assume, you know, AR-15s, body armor, hundreds of rounds of ammunition and narcotics were seized at two rooms in the Maven Hotel in downtown Denver. Now, they busted four people, I believe. And the initial reports were, and this I'm reading an ABC News story, that there were suspicions that they were going to attack the All-Star game. It was going to be some kind of terrorist plot. There are another report saying that they, they it's unrelated. It may have been a drug, big drug gang or dealer. Uh, yeah, and uh, um, they, they're, now, they're now saying the guns appear to be connected to a illegal transaction involving drugs and guns. Makes sense. But they're, uh, they were obviously up to no good. And this maid, I mean, if the maid in, in Las Vegas before the shooting at the Jason Aldean show there had, had done this, and I'm not saying the maid saw the guns, but, I mean, this thwarted something. This thwarted a major crime, a, a, probably a major violent crime. This probably saved lives. But uh, the maid called, and they came in, and they busted Gabriel, one, two, the four uh, adults in their 40s. Um, and would you look at that? They got $50,000 bail. They can get released on bail. So the people with guns and ammo to like blow up, uh, you know, kill everyone in Denver are, are going to get released on bail. The guy who put his feet up on Nancy Pelosi's, Pelosi's desk, not so much. He doesn't get to go home, but they do. But wouldn't that be wild if this was a planned terrorist attack on the All-Star game? I'm not sure. Uh, how you would get in with all these weapons. I guess you wouldn't have to. There's so many people mulling around outside. You could do some real damage, but it would be nice if somebody honored this, uh, this maid, because, you know, 
maids don't get enough credit. Maids don't. That's the one. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm not always the best tipper, but I always tip the maid because I think of their job and how much it sucks. I'd like to be a maid. You wake up in the morning, you're tired, you're hungover, knowing you got eight hours of cleaning messy rooms and cleaning toilets and bathrooms and making beds for strangers. I just can't imagine a worse way to. And then on top of that, you know, when these poor people vote, we demand they go to Kinko's and make copies. It just isn't right. But all right, a couple more things we have to get to. Um, um, Alice Shattuck, before I let you go feed the chickens. Um, the U.S. men's basketball team lost the other day to Nigeria. Nigeria. Now, if you don't find this funny and don't find this you know, amusing, then something wrong with you. I mean, you're talking about a up, major upset. We're supposed to like upsets. We root for the underdog stories. They'll be fine. U.S. men's will still win the gold. But they got a little scare when they uh, lost in a preliminary. They have another one tonight, I believe, against Australia. So I'm going to root for the uh, other teams, and you know we'll see in the in the Olympics. But I think those kind of stories, like U.S. men getting slapped around, those make the Olympics more interesting. Those make me much more inclined to watch. See if there's a, a chance we get to see you know another miracle on ice. But um, I didn't watch. Did you put the the, the, the Shattuck household have the soccer game on? Because I didn't. I can't. I don't. I don't want to. I don't have any interest. I know on Twitter people are excited and people celebrated, but I just can't. I can't care about whatever it is. World Cup soccer, Euro Cup soccer. I just have zero interest, and I find it so excruciatingly dull. I spent like hours watching golf, but I can't watch soccer. I can't do it. No, we didn't. We didn't have that on either. It's it's a lot, and I mean, what was it like? One one at the end, and then it went to, it was Excellent. one on a penalty shot yeah. or something. And the big story today is that the black players for England missed their penalty shots and got mm -hmm. racist tweets. And I blame. I think we all know who to blame. I think we blame Red Sox fans. Let's be honest. We blame Tom Yockey. Uh, uh, but fans, crazy, stupid, drunken fans sent. Uh, racist tweets and everybody's apologize. Everyone's outraged. Prince William or Prince Harry, one of those princes and, and uh, everyone in England's outraged, but there's just, I mean, there's idiots on Twitter. There are racists on Twitter. That's how it works. I mean, I don't think there's a whole lot you can do about it, but uh, uh, congratulations to Italy and uh, all the, you know, the people in the North end who uh, uh, came out of the bars and into the streets celebrating the big win for Italy in the, uh, um, in the, I don't even know what it is. Euro cup, world cup. Yeah. Euro I think cup. it was the Euro cup. Don't you go to your kids' soccer game? That's the last soccer game I ever watched when <laughs> kids played when they were like six. We do. We do. And it's just about as exciting as any of these professional games. Pretty much. Here's what I'm waiting for. Alice Shag. Tell me if you've seen anything yet like this. I'm waiting for somebody. And I joked on Twitter about, uh, this somebody perhaps being LeBron James, some, woke celebrity politician athlete in the United States to tweet or comment against the uprising in Cuba. You think that's going to happen? I mean, they did it with Hong Kong. They did it in Hong Kong. They took the side of the communist thugs. Uh, well, right. Or they're saying what I've been seeing people say a bit is, you know, it's the United States fault that they don't have any medicine oh, or food because we the blockaded them and were mean and Trump had sanctions. 
That's true. He undid all the fantastic work Obama did there. Obama, who was high-fiving Raul Castro, it's disgusting. If you ever look at that video again, I mean, just keep in mind that the, some of the people watching this lost their loved ones in the in the prisons and in the gulags, who were tortured, were murdered by this thug, and our president was giggling and laughing and high-fiving with the leader of of this revolution. It's nauseating. It's just another. Wait, it's another moment where uh, Obama was more uh, uh, interested in placating and appeasing our enemies than he was in uh, supporting our allies. It was disgusting, but they're they are rising up in Cuba, and wouldn't that be a wild story if we suddenly, you know, supported them? I'm not sure how, but you know, provided them with arms, provided them with tactical support, and we had a new another revolution. And in in Cuba. They're waving the American flag in Cuba as they as they attempt to topple the communist thugs. And the media in the United States, I, I'll tell you one thing they're doing. It's not really that offensive, but they they would like you to believe it's not about communism because, you know, they, they see the good in communism, the, the media in America. It's about the coronavirus. Coronavirus uh, vaccines are about the lack of action to stop the virus. There's nothing to do with it if you look at the rioting in the streets, they're just sick of the um, oppression. Uh, and and you knew that was coming, this day would come. I don't know if they're going to succeed. I know they'll be, we'll see video of them beating the, the leaders, imprisoning them, torturing them. There's, you can always, you can already see the, the, the secret police the, or whatever, the, 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 the stormtroopers all dressed in black, riot gear out there kicking ass against the, the dissidents, against the uh, rioters or, or the, the people in this uprising. It's going to get good. The video's good. Obviously, the, every year you get more insight through cell phone video and, and whatever, ring doorbells and everything else. You get to see a lot of the action and we'll see which athlete, which celebrity, which says something about, oh, you know, Castro, probably, maybe Sean Penn. He was always a big supporter. At least the Castros got, you know, universal uh, health care for their oh, people. Right. We were told that during COVID, too. See, Cuba has universal health care. They're taking care of their people during COVID, unlike us. We were told Cuba developed these great COVID vaccines that now apparently they can't manage to give to people. That's one of the complaints is they've got no COVID vaccines. But that that was we were told the whole time this they're doing such a great job it's so wonderful they have universal health care they really take care of people see Cuba. it's just the mean united states that's not taking care of their people and is being mean to poor little cuba well, just well, trying well, to well, do the right thing we're i'm telling you uh, i haven't heard from bernie sanders yet i know which side he supports in uh, the in the uprising in cuba or aoc i mean these are people that clearly will not take the side of the of the freedom fighters in uh, in Cuba, but there was such there was this stark contrast over the weekend, uh, and a lot of people noticed it. They were just like in Hong Kong in Cuba. They were waving American flags. I mean, they support you know freedom. They they want freedom. That's why they're taken to the streets. They're tired of this communist rule. And on the same weekend. A video went viral. I know I tweeted about it and got a big reaction of a kid on a scooter with, we think his mother, there's a woman on a bike. And we don't even know where this is, but this video um, went viral because it is so disgusting. The kid's going by someone's 
on a sidewalk going by someone's house and the people have an American flag like stuck in the ground, a small American flag. He stops, gets off his scooter, pulls the flag out of the ground and throws it down. And his mother or the woman, the older woman with him, you know, just smiles and watches and they go on their way. It is simple. It is, I mean, didn't, you know, it's not like he burned the house down. He just pulled the flag out and threw it to the ground. And so many people were pointing out to me and others on Twitter how disgusting that is and how, uh, what a, I mean, I point out what a terrible mother that is, if that's his mother. But it's such, such, it stands in such stark, stark contrast to the video we see in Cuba and we've seen in Hong Kong and other places where they're waving the flag, they revere the flag. I mean, when I grew up, you, you were taught all kinds of ways to handle the flag in the right way to whatever, fold it and hold it up and the stars over to be over the stripes over there. And when you're done with it, you have to burn it in some kind of ritual. Um, and now you have a kid who takes it and throws it down. I believe this was, you know, a few days after the New York Times said this, the flag is now a symbol of, uh, you know, right-wing Trump supporters and divisive symbol. And we know that the New York Times editor that Maura Gay said that the New York, the American flag offends her, offends her, especially American flags who appear on pick, pickup trucks. It is amazing. It doesn't offend the people of Cuba. It offends this little 12-year-old punk in middle America, but not the people of Cuba or the people of Hong Kong or many, many other places around the world. It really hits a nerve with a lot of people when they see someone, a kid, a punk like this, I don't know if you you've have you seen the video? Mm -hmm. Alice, yeah, they went everywhere, but it offends people when they see a kid treat the flag that way because they know he he had to learn that he had to learn mm -hmm. that either at home with mom and dad woke mom and dad or he had to learn it in school. Someone had to teach him that a flag is a thing to be thrown to the ground and and not not respected, which is so bizarre. I mean, why even if you're you know, even if you whatever hate some of our uh, institutions, if you you know the whatever the church and uh, you know the traditional institutions, even if you hate you know Trump people, the flag is different. The flag's supposed to represent the country. The flag's supposed to represent, and it does represent freedom and liberty for people around the world, but not some bratty little sixth grader and and wherever he is. I tell you what, a lot of people were saying. We need this. We need to identify this family, and they're going to get outed. I don't know if it's happened yet. Maybe it has. I'll look at. I'll Google it. They're going to get outed. We're going to find out who this mom is and where they live, and hopefully find out who taught this kid that it was okay to throw. What if that video? Just work with me here, Alice. Instead of that American flag that this kid throws to the ground while his mother mm -hmm. watches, what if that's a BLM flag? Because those are out there too. People have stuck in their lawns and. BLM is a violent Marxist organization, as we all know, believes in uh, the destruction of the nuclear family, defunding the cops, the end of capitalism. That's BLM. If right. So that's you can't destroy those because those are sacred, unlike the American flag, which is a hate symbol practically now. So we know I mean, we know what would happen because it's so in Linfield, I think last year there were some teenagers who were being punks and vandalized someone's Black Lives Matter sign. And uh you know, the family had a big press conference and, you know, they were standing strong against hate. I mean, I don't even think these teenagers felt particularly strongly about Black Lives Matter either way. I think they were just 
punks who were out causing trouble and they messed up the black lives matter sign but there was video and they were id'd and the whole town had a rally against hate they were interviewed by the local news it was you know the kids came out and said they weren't gonna you know cave to the hatred even though they in Massachusetts think they apparently live in some hotbed of rampant racism and they're being oppressed for their views that black lives matter, even though I think there's nothing that's less controversial in Massachusetts right now than putting out a black lives matter sign. Think of it. If you put a, think of it was a, um, a pride flag because there were a lot of them uh, last month still are. If a Mm -hmm. 12 year old kid and his mother watched approvingly as he threw a pride flag to the ground or a BLM flag or whatever, It'd be outrage in the streets. It'd be more, much more outrage than there is uh, when the kid threw an American flag. I think people are disgusted and they're seeing the contrast and how people are raised to respect America and that flag in Cuba, but not in wherever that kid is in Illinois. But hopefully we find out more about him and them because it is disgusting. But uh, man, we got lots. We had so much more to get to, but um, don't have. Oh, the Comedy Cellar, big uh, big comedy club in New York, has put their foot down. They're not going to allow Bill Cosby to uh, perform there. Bill's going to go on tour. The cause is going to go on tour. He's 83 and blind, but apparently it's going to be like a revenge tour. He's going to go on tour and talk about how he was railroaded and how he was innocent. And he's going to lie his ass off, and it'll be an interesting uh, um, spectacle to see who shows up. The comedy club, by the way, has let other comedians, disgraced comedians, return as part of their comeback tour to their stage, including Louis C.K. But I'm just going to say what Louis C.K. did was not nearly as bad as what Bill Cosby did. Bill Cosby, the most prolific rapist in U.S. history. I don't think Louis C.K. actually touched anyone, did he? I mean, what he did was no, disgusting. No, he just... He just um you know, touched himself yeah, while he was on the phone himself. with people or touched himself when somebody well, came into his hotel room. And I don't well, know. And they, they had to watch because he was such a friggin' kinky weirdo. But uh, Bill. I mean, they could have left, too. They were just scared, too, because he's apparently so popular and powerful in comedy. They wouldn't want to offend him by walking out when he whips it out. And, and you know, he's. I guess he still has a right to make a living, and so does Bill Cosby, but the comedy seller has a right to tell him, go screw, go somewhere else. I hope someone lets him come back and perform. You know why? Because he sucks so bad. He's so awful, and he always has been. A stand-up sucks. And I would love to hear him do his old bits where he uh, calls out comedians who work blue, like Chris Rock and Mm -hmm. Eddie Murphy and others, and, and talks about how he doesn't have to do that. He doesn't have to swear. Or do you know dirty questionable content because he's America's dad and he do, he works clean and you know he gets it done. He's friggin' terrible and he's gonna be it's gonna be awful and it's gonna be this bitter old man. So I hope somebody allows it to perform and we get to see it on video or hear it. It'll be tough, but because I'm sure he'll uh, he'll have lots of security uh, security measures in place. But it'd be it'd be great to hear a really uh, empty shell of Bill Cosby up there railing against whatever the the prosecution or railing against the system that you know or or against you know systemic racism, which yeah. is great. Uh, but uh, he ain't going to be doing it at the Comedy Cellar. All right, that's it for a uh, really really busy Monday uh, tonight. Home run derby. I'm not going to be watching Otani. Everyone's watching Otani. We'll see what happens. I watched the. Uh, 
NBA game last night. It was pretty good. It was a blowout, but it was good. I was rooting for Milwaukee because I, uh, I root for Pat Connaughton, local guy, and I want a good series. But uh, I didn't understand. Everyone in the arena had to wear a mask, not just assistant coaches, but actually players didn't wear a mask. But all the fans did, which was weird. I thought we were past that. But after the game, I left it on, and the post-game show came on, and it was – Adrian Wojnarowski and uh, I forget Jay Williams and whoever oh uh, Jalen Rose and Maria Taylor, whose contract is up in about I don't know a week, who's demanding eight million. I think ESPN has given her five, offered her five million. She's turning it down. We went over this last week. I've never really watched her entire show. She's absolutely, completely, utterly mediocre. She's just a talking head, a pretty woman, young, really long hair. African-American woman. She's nothing special. There are people like her, like in every market, on every network. But she is uh, using Rachel Nichols' quiet, uh, secret, converse, uh, secret comments on the thing. And she's using, you know, the current woke climate f as a negotiating uh, tactic. And she's trying to get $8 million, And it will be one of the great shakedowns of all time if she does. Because there's, there's no way that makes any sense for the network to pair that kind of dough, but she'll probably get it. We will see in the next couple of days, we will be watching that. Good luck to Maria Taylor. I almost respect the woman. She is so cold blooded and just uh, ruthless going for it and uh, trying to squeeze ESPN for uh, every last nickel. But I think that will make her the second highest paid person on the network and seeing how 98% of the public doesn't even know who she is. It's a pretty amazing accomplishment, but uh Good well, luck. now a few of us do because she got Nichols fired. So there we go. Uh, well, she got Nick. I don't think she's been oh, fired yet. She's, she's, been fired. Demoted. she's been demoted like three times. <laughs> she'll be doing like, in, man, you know, she'll be talking to fans in the outfield at the Little League World Series. She's losing all her big gigs. But, you know, she is a, a woman, so it's going to be hard to get rid of mm -hmm. her just for uh, stating the obvious, stating the truth. But we'll keep an eye on that. We'll see how Maria Taylor does in her contract negotiations which are coming to a head but uh, we will leave it there on this monday july 12th um i will uh i'm, I'm gonna get going here i gotta call the fbi on the on the shattuck's for uh, for their toys you you're uh, for your anti-american toys um but uh, you know what you should not get rid of all that stuff alice get rid of it all Get rid of mm -hmm. anything. Isn't get, that destroying get, evidence? Get rid of patriotic. Get rid of the flag. God knows your neighbors see that flag. Uh, see, or, you know, that red hat. They're going to be calling the FBI on you. But uh, anyway, thank you to Alice Shattuck and thank you to uh, DCU and Allied Paving and Shade Concrete. And thanks to everybody for listening and watching and commenting. I didn't get to read too many comments, but uh, lots of compliments for Alice Shattuck again. You are uh, you are getting it done, but uh, I know, we now know know what Tom Shattuck has been so successful. He's got uh, he's got uh, the brains of the operation behind the scenes. Um, but Shattuck, by the way, is Tom getting ready for the big five K? We're going to be going against each other in uh, September at a big five K. He's getting uh, in shape, is he? Uh, yeah, he's. So we got bicycle. Oh, yeah. yeah. I assembled the bike for him. So you assembled uh, the bike for him. Yes, That's a I man's did. job. I adjusted the brakes and everything. He's all set to go, but he still has some complaints. I have to. I ordered a riser for the handlebars, and uh, he, he and a more comfortable of, seat for him. He's the seat. He doesn't improve the the seat can he, on the can bike. He run, can he run five miles? I mean, three miles, five k. 
Um, he's done it in the past. I would say he's not necessarily in his peak condition right now. Not but, in game shape. But he's he's, he's training. He's training. He's been Good. on the bike every day. So um, I would look out. I will. I will be looking. You know what? We're going to get right next to each other starting line. We're going head to head, Shattuck and me. He's much younger than I am. So we'll see how that goes. We'll uh, give you details on that race. It's a race in September for Colleen Ritzer and uh, Kirkman Ann has a whole team. I think I'm on his team. It's a great 5K where everyone gets a pink T-shirt, and I look really good in pink, so I'm looking forward to it. And I'm sure Shattuck looks really good in pink. I already checked to see if they have any triple XLs. I believe they do, so he will be all set, and uh, we will be going mano a mano in uh, September, and I'm looking forward to it. But uh, we will leave it there for today. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we'll talk to you again tomorrow. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night. And welcome to T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. The most fun you'll ever listen to while you're folding your clothes. Now let's get this straight. This is not your average podcast. T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio is super fun, super crazy. It's pretty much an in-your-face conversation. That's the good thing about us. We don't do interviews. We do conversations. All of my guests, all of my co-hosts, we chill. We drink, we play games, we have the song of the week, we have the creative curse word of the week, as long as you're having fun as our guest. Speaking of guests, each week I'm going to go through my whole contact list and dive head first into the world of music, gaming, exotic cars, tech, strippers probably, doctors probably, probably strippers that are only stripping so they can pay for tuition to become a doctor. You never know. My wife is a certified bartender. She'll make you a drink while you're here. We'll get you drunk and make you play VR after. It's a lot going on, but that's what it's all about over here at T-Pain's Nappy Boy Radio Podcast. See you soon, baby! Are you headed back to college this fall? Amazon has part-time jobs with students in mind. With starting pay up to $20 an hour and shifts that work with your schedule, you'll be able to balance school, work, study time, and social time. So beat the fall rush and go to Amazon.com slash student jobs to start looking for a part-time job. Not only will you earn while you learn, but you'll get to add Amazon to your resume and jumpstart a career that can take you places. Amazon is an equal opportunity employer. And we're back with breaking news. The new Coke Zero Sugar might be the best Coke ever. That's right, Jim. With an improved taste and zero calories, make sure... Jim. Ooh, yes. This tastes like the best Coke ever to me. We're on the air. I need to try it first. Con cero azúcar y ahora mucho más rica. ¿Será que la nueva Coca-Cola Zero Sugar es la mejor de todas? Descúbrela. 